Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What if the things standing between you and what you wanted to achieve weren't there? How much would actually get done? And what if the things that allow you to do the things you'd perhaps not rather do are a little too easy to do. How can you fix that? That's what I'd like to talk to you about today. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. This is Better Than Yesterday. It's a tri-weekly podcast where we just help try to help your day to become better than yesterday by having conversations with people from all over the world, from all walks of life, some of them experts in their field. Each and every episode will leave you with the feeling that, you know what? Today's better. Today's better. And I guess the idea of that, you know, what's life if we're not constantly trying to, you know, get a little closer to zero on that line or a hundred, we're at every side of the curve you're trying to get to. And it's in the journey of getting there where the joy of living is. It's the problem solving. It's what I like to think anyway. That's how I've lived my life and how I enjoy living my life. And it's a way of living that has granted me extraordinary freedom from things that otherwise would have absolutely killed me. There's a lot to that story. There's a book about it if you want. I'm Osher. I'm a, I'm a TV host. I'm an author. I'm a podcaster. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm, I'm currently shouting, take it off very, very loudly in beautiful suits. Oh, amazing suits on a TV show called The Masked Singer. And uh, look, I'm here three times a week, Mondays and Wednesdays and with a guest and Fridays I'm here with you. And I guess today I'd like to talk to you about barriers. Barriers to entry. Now, what's that? What's a barrier to entry? It's the thing that stops you from getting onto the train until you've put your ticket in the thing and the, the doors open so you can walk through at the little gate there at the top of the escalator or the bottom of the escalator, depending which train station you go to. A difficult and intense and, and an overwhelming barrier to entry might be, if you're in Australia, the MyGov website or communicating with Centrelink. You know, we've all had experiences. We're, we're just trying to get something registered or access to something that we're pretty sure it's just like a simple phone call or, or five lines of information on a form, but after a few hours on hold or, or navigating a, a crashing website that takes you in endless loops of nothing, you give up and you're nowhere near where you want it to be. When it comes to things that are important to me, I try more and more to identify what are the barriers to entry 
or the barriers to engagement, and I try to make them as invisible as possible. For example, with work, all right? Things like, uh, I did this a long time ago now, but things like building the capability to record a voiceover in my house. And that way, if a client or a show that I'm working for needs me to you know, do something quickly or to rephrase something or to update something or a salesperson says, hey, can you quickly record this demo? I'm going to pitch it to these people. I can say, sure thing. I get it to them before the end of the day. When I first started recording Bondi Rescue at home back in the, crikey, the late 2000s, my EPs at the time couldn't believe how easy it was. I said, no, really work with someone that was, guys, I went to audio school, so I kind of knew how to do it. They couldn't believe how easy it was or how much money they were saving by not booking a studio. And nowadays, rather than, I don't know, piling into my car, battling peak hour traffic, trying to get to the other side of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, which is a shit fight, stepping into a booth to say, previously, on The Bachelor, and saying, bye guys, see you next week, and then turning around and then getting back in my car and then battling all the way. Like, that takes like nearly two and a half hours to do that. I, I can do that now. I can get it done in less than five minutes. And that's with a few extra takes on board. Previously, 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 all different ways. Now, setting the things up to make that happen might take a little more effort in the short term, but what it means is that I am way more flexible and I can say yes to way more work and be more available for more opportunity than ever before. And the same goes with training when it comes to looking after my health, my mental health, my physical health. I don't really like gyms. I mean, sure, they're full of people that, you know, sometimes I don't want to be around people. They're full of music, which I don't really like a lot. But they also mean either getting on my bike or getting in my car, getting my shit together, getting to wherever the gym is, finding a place to park my car, trying to, when you get in there, working around the other people using the gym. I want to do this and this and this today, but there's somebody who's done this, someone waiting for that, and I can't do what I want to do. And then trying to find my way home again. So a 45 minute to a one hour workout becomes an affair that lasts more than two hours. And when, and you know this, when push comes to shove and family gets busy or work gets busy, two hours quickly becomes expendable. And then easily I'll miss a workout that I otherwise would have wanted to do. And I say, oh, I might do that today. Like a click of a finger. So over time, I've been steadily collecting the ways and means since I was, so I haven't been able, I haven't been able to run. I used to just run, all right? Running was amazing. There's no barrier to entry at all, except a pair of shoes. Put on a pair of shoes, go out the front door, done, easy. I've got my training in, easy. I can't run anymore. So for the last couple of years, I've been steadily collecting the ways and means to work out at home. When I was in an apartment, it was uh, one kettlebell and a sandbag that I could get to about 20 kilos. Eventually, I got one of those you know, door frame chin-up bars. And there's a lot you can do with that. A couple of resistance bands. I could really train my balls off at home, even in our apartment, inside the, inside the apartment. Now we have, uh, we live in a, you know, there's a house. There's not a heap of room outside, but there's, you know, there's free weights. And I've even, I've rigged up a shitty cable system, <laughs> like just from stuff I bought at, you know, online and at Bunnings and shit. So I don't have to carry the heavy weight plates around with my bung hip because that really flares up my hip. It doesn't look pretty. And I apologize to Audrey, who's, you know, worried about all the chunks of rigging points hanging out of our back wall. But I, I don't care. I mean, I do care what she thinks, but I don't really. Because it means that if I've only got 45 minutes to train, I'll train for 45 minutes and 58 seconds. 45 minutes, <laughs> when I think about my old gym over in Bondi, it might have got me to the gym, it might have got me the park, and it might have got me one set of a warm-up 45 minutes after I've left the house. 
all right? So removing the barriers to entry to training has actually, it's helped enormously around that. And the knock-on effects are magnificent. My mental health stays in check. I'm less of a punish to be around. I think a little clearer. My body is staying stronger and getting stronger. My rehab and my prehab for my hip is going actually really well. And aside, when I think about this year in 2022, if I look at my, my workout logs, there was a week that I had some mega flu, that, which I was sure was COVID, but wasn't. And then there was a week that I actually did get COVID. And then I was like, you know what? I, I probably shouldn't train. Even though I'm out of ISO, I should probably not train again until like give it another week. So I had the whole year, I've only missed three weeks of training. But aside from that, I've not missed one training day. That's three or four times a week. Now, if I had to go to a class or find a gym, like forget it. There's no way that my workout diary would look like that. It would not look like three or four times a week, absolutely hitting the weights. It wouldn't happen. And that's because I have worked to reduce the barriers to entry between I want to do a workout and I'm doing a workout. But sometimes those barriers can also be quite helpful for me. I have one around alcohol. If you don't know, if this is the first time listening, I'm 12 years sober. And it helps me to put a few barriers around. Like I'm not going to have a drink. I've built a life in sobriety that I'm not willing to risk. However, there's sometimes, depending on how tired I am, certainly if I've been traveling, when I check into a hotel, as I'm checking in, I always ask, can you please set up somebody to take all the alcohol out of the room? Now, I'd like to think that I'd never drink it as yet. I'm 12 years, I never have. But not having it there frees up my subconscious to do other things than occasionally catching a glimpse of the tiny bottles of vodka and then having to run through the whole reframe of what that actually means when playing it all out. Well, what happens if I have a sip of that? Well, what happens next? What happens next? Oh, right, right, right. And, you know, every time that comes into my field of vision, that can happen again. And it can be quite consuming. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it, it takes RAM. It takes processing power away from what I would otherwise rather be doing. I also have some of it around food, which is kind of interesting. I, I'll put on our, uh, we have a family grocery list in an app. It's quite useful. And I'll put a particular kind of gluten-free bread that I like. I really like it. It's delicious. It's super dense in calories. It's amazing. And I really like to eat it if I'm trying to put on muscle. Um, I, I eat a little more calories when I'm trying to put on a bit of muscle. But then when I'm trying to drop a bit of fat, I'll take it off the list. And I'll even remind Audrey and I'll say, it's not on the list, but please don't buy it in case you go, oh, you haven't put it there. I'll get it for you because now you like it. Because I know that if it's in the house, I will eat it. I know enough about myself that if there's no barrier to entry between me and eating that bread, I'll eat it. And if I don't want to eat it, it's very hard not to. I know that about myself. Now, that, sound, that might sound like I'm making something difficult, but I'm actually, I'm actually making something very easy. And that's the reframe that I think I'm most grateful for because I'm making it easier for myself to follow through on a goal that I set for myself, or I'm making it easier to stick to a path that I've decided that I want to walk down. A goal to drop a bit of fat now that I've popped a bit of muscle on, because to put muscle on, you've got to be in caloric excess. And, you know, unless you want to be super mega stringent with your food, and I'm not going to be weighing olive oil again in a hurry, you occasionally put on a bit of fat if you're having some more calories in your life. And it's not a lot of fat, don't worry because I'm out of the mask singer suit, you see, so I'm eating again. It was great. So I did about, a, I don't know, th two, three weeks of eating again. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm cycling back out of that. So a goal to drop a bit of fat now that I've put a bit of muscle back on, that's it. 
it's just a week. I'll just do a week like this, or maybe two. It's not a sacrifice at all, but it's in my head. It's a positive thing. It's not a restriction. It's not. I'm not denying myself everything, anything. I'm giving myself a gift by doing so. So I guess the question is, what is it in your life that you might be trying to complete? Something you'd like more of? A change that you would, I don't know, like to make in your life? Something that you would like to step, take a step toward every day that has a barrier around it that makes it a little difficult? Or what perhaps might need a barrier around it so you can stick to what you plan to do? Because for me... It's all about knowing how powerful my fuck it brain is. And if you scroll back through the episodes, you'll find there's a whole series on the fuck it's and what to do about them. Because I know if my fuck it brain takes over, that's it. Ah, fuck it. And that's it. My decision, whatever I chose to do out of that moment is gone and I'm doing the thing. Because if I don't let my fuck it brain even have a chance to take over, like for example, if I don't feel like training or when I want another slice of peanut butter and banana on toast and delicious... And that, that's where the magic is. Not even giving me the option means that I'll follow through on what I wanted to do. And in turn, I then feel way better about myself on this very day than I would if I'd eaten half a loaf of gluten-free bed or Mr. Weight's Day. So I guess, you know, have a think maybe. What do you think you can do? What barriers can you remove? Not everyone can bolt a chin-up bar onto the side of their house like we have, but Can you switch gyms to somewhere that's on the way to work? Somewhere that's walking distance from work? There's plenty of examples of this, like, you know, getting off the train or the bus to stop early, as long as it's safe, and walking the rest of the way. Something that makes the action step that you need to take between here and where you want to get to as easy as possible. Or alternatively, can you take a few things off the grocery list to make it as easy as possible to adhere to whatever it is you want to do around your eating? That's just two examples. Maybe it's connecting with your family. Maybe it's something at work. I'd love to know. I'd love to know what you do with this. (laughs) Email me. You send me an email. uh, Send out your email at gmail.com. You also drop me a DM on Instagram. Thanks heaps for listening. I really appreciate that you're here. And thanks for all the support around Masked Singer. It's extraordinarily large amounts of fun. Huge amounts of fun. Monday's episode is super cool. Yvonne Weldon is my guest. Now, Yvonne is, uh, she is a part of a family that is legendary in the fight for the human rights of First Nations Aboriginal Australians. And she's the current deputy chairperson of the Metropolitan Local Aboriginal Land Council. And her latest book is called 67 Days. And it's a novel and it's a beautiful, powerful story about first love, about culture and about belief infused with Wiradjuri dreaming. She's a great chat, and uh, I really hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I, because I I just adored connecting with her. She's an extraordinarily powerful woman, and it was fantastic to speak with her, and I really hope that you enjoy it as much as I did. Thanks heaps for listening. Thanks to everyone that helped me make this show. Thanks to Bree Steele on research and support. Thanks to Andy Marr, who cut everything up and makes it sound good. Thanks to Rachel Barrett, my executive producer, and, of course, to Toe Hido, who made all the music. Until we speak on Monday, sleep well, have a great weekend and dream of beautiful things. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 